Yoda knows that. That's why he went to Dagobah to, to die. Because that was on him. Well, he was the boss. He should have said, Obi-Wan, you're ready to become a Jedi Master. Which I think he was. But you're a brand new Jedi Master. You're not ready to train anybody yet. Let's send Anakin to whatever to train with whoever. Was it was it Anakin's betrayal that caused Yoda to disappear? I thought it was just he failed to notice the Emperor in all his schemes and he failed to stop the Emperor. So Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made by the little green guy. And he feels responsible for a lot of things. So I think it was shame. Yeah, he ran off to Dagobah. That, and if you wouldn't have hid, he would have been killed. That is kind of a thing, too. I mean, that's fair, but, like, I guess. <clears throat> Yoda, little green midget. Yeah. Powerful son of a bitch, though. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not excited for The Mandalorian. I'm not. Well, I kind of am. I'm not. I haven't really seen the trailer, but I've the heard. Money? You see the money that Disney's pouring into it? I mean, it's Disney at this point. It's if they're like... not pouring. If they don't pour a shit ton of money in the Loki TV show, then oh, it's are you excited be like, for that? Not really, no. Why? I don't. I don't care about any of the characters from any of the past Thor movies so... for the most part. I like, and I thing is, I like Loki as a as a character, a villain. I don't really need to see a show about him. Though. No spoilers. But Loki's not dead because he always fakes his death. He's not dead. He'll be back in Endgame to kill Thanos. And they get to show up. That's what a show is going to be about. I think no you are the only person <laughs> around at this point that <clears throat> that would fall for that trick. Because everybody else is like, dude, we've seen the movie. We know what's going on. Don't eat it. So, I mean, Ant-Man goes up Thanos' butt and grips. He <laughs> himself huge, yeah. yeah. Like, do that right away. I saw another great meme that was like, Bran... Stark is such a piece of shit. All he had to do was tie dragon glass daggers to all of the crows and make them fly into the night king. I saw I did see that. And I'm like, that's I wanna get I saw a t-shirt and I want to get this t-shirt that has the Iron Man helmet on one half of the t-shirt, like half the helmet, and the other side is like the dire wolf coming out the other side of the helmet. It's like it's something about like how like how's like the House of Starks or something like that. It looks really cool. I'd love to get I that. I shared it to our For Your Distraction Facebook page last weekend when Endgame came out and Episode 3 of Game of Thrones came out the same weekend. That was an intense weekend. It showed a picture of Bran Stark in his wheelchair with Arya and Sansa behind him. And then it was a split screen. And the next one over was Tony Stark in the Iron Man suit without his mask on, just Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. face standing there. And it said, it's going to be a rough weekend for the Starks. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Game of Thrones is concerned, maybe. We'll see. We're, we're, we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that. But hey, welcome back to Four Distraction. Hey, well, welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a little while. Been a minute. Um, been a minute. Yeah, Three weeks. We took three weeks off. I went to Disney World again. Of course, per again, usual. Again, yes. My always, we'll talk about that. So I was in Disney for two weeks. And then last week, we couldn't record because my wife Kristen was in San Francisco on a business trip. So I had to watch the kids. So we took a nice little break, but we're back. Yes, we're back. So um, obviously, as you could hear from the beginning, Scott has not... Is the only person in the world that has not seen Endgame oh, yet. Oh, eat a dick. Like I said, I was being a single dad. I couldn't take my kids to it. It would have ruined it. It would have been a perfect, perfect I'm going tomorrow. Movie. And when this is being recorded, 
We're recording this show Saturday night, May 4th, 2019. May, May the, the 4th, 4th be, be with, with you. you. That's when this is recording. May 5th in the afternoon, I am going to go see Endgame. It will happen. And, and then I'm, I'm getting a, a bo- rock hard boner thinking about it. So and then we will have a full spoiler yes. discussion. Probably pro- probably take up whatever next episode we have after that. I think so. So I think so. so. Um, that's definitely gonna happen. I've seen it twice. Already. I've seen it twice. Aren't you I went fucking cool. I went by myself. Thing is, thing is, like usually I have a problem whenever I go see movies in the theater. I like to get a drink and popcorn. Oh, I do usual. too. If I'm usual. gonna do it, I'm gonna do it big. Yes. Yeah. So per usual, I do that. The problem is, for some reason, when I'm in a movie theater, that's when my bladder is like, okay, we got to go in like an hour. Are you serious? Doesn't, it doesn't oh, matter. No. It doesn't matter how much I let loose at home. It doesn't matter if I drink a little bit, not like not very much during the day. For some reason, it's like per usual, my, my body's like has found moisture in my body. Is like, all right, we need to expel this now. So I said to myself, it's a three-hour movie. I have no idea if there's ever going to be a good point for me to be like, okay, I can break away real quick for five minutes just to do this. I had no idea. So I just sat there. I had a drink and I didn't drink it till like the last half hour of the movie. Like I saved it the entire movie. I was like, okay, there's about a half hour left. I can start take gulping this down. And you know what? I, the first time I watched it, I could not find a moment to break away. I could not find a moment that I felt like it would be safe to break away. There's nothing going on. So... So the second time you saw it, you drank the duration of the film because you'd already seen it once, right? Yeah, I had a drink. I had a drink. And you figure and stuff I can like leave that. at some like, point. Yeah. I know what happens. Yeah, I, w- I went with the family the second time. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'll be right back. Like, you know, an hour in the movie. Like, I'm going to go take a piss. I know what's going on. Here's the thing that irritated me the second time I saw it. When I saw it the second time, um, when the movie starts, usually the employees like, will close the door and stuff like that. Check, make sure everything's good. Then close the door behind them. I didn't know this. But for like the first 45 minutes to an hour of the movie, the door was fucking open. Yeah. Not only was that door open, but the theater next to us was also open, which was also playing Avengers, but it was like 20 or 30 minutes like before us, like behind. So we're sitting there like at a quiet point in the movie and stuff like that. All of a sudden we're hearing this loud banging and action and stuff like that. I'm like, are the walls really that thin? Like what's going on? So eventually I was like, I'm going to go to the restroom. When I went there, both fucking doors were open. Such a distraction. Pissed me off. They fucked up, didn't they? Yeah. You can't fuck up for that movie. That 16 year old kid. That worked at the movie theater had one job. Yeah, and he fucked it up. He couldn't even do that. I've got some. I've got some theater blunders I'd like to talk about. One time I went to see the movie, and this is years ago, and I went with a friend of ours, Jack Deloney, and a couple other people. We went to see a movie in the movie theater, and they never turned the lights off. Oh, that's even wor- that's even worse. Like like we're halfway through the movie, and it's honest to god bothering me, and we're all looking at each other like the fucking lights are on. I got up, I walked out to the counter, and I'm like, hi, yeah, I'm in theater six, and it's like the surface of the sun in there. All the lights are on. And they were like, oh, sorry, we'll turn them off. And like instantly they did. You've got one One fucking job. job. Yeah, turn the damn lights off. Literally one fucking job. Once that movie starts, you have one job, turn the lights off. That's all you got to do. Like, what could you have been doing in that time period? Another time, I was going to see a movie with another friend of ours, Pat Lackey. And he was the nice guy. We He waited for me. I was late. I was running late. I'm getting there like right as the movie's starting. And I go up and I pay the money. Well, just like Endgame, this is a movie that was playing in more than one theater. And the asshole, I thought, oh, I would have just missed like the very beginning of the movie. So we walk in, we sit down, and we watched like 45 minutes and the movie was over. 
And I realized that the person sold us tickets to the other movie that was further along than the movie had started. Wow. Yes. Yes. Did you get your money back? I didn't because I was technically late, so I would have missed a little bit of the other movie, but I didn't think I would have missed that much. No, I would have gotten my money. Fuck that shit. I would have been like, look, yeah. I understand that I was late, but I was only a few minutes late. Well, you sold I didn't me. realize yeah. it. I didn't like, realize no. it, yeah. I'd be like, this is nonsense. I had, um, so I'm going to talk about something real quick. I'm not going to yeah. talk about Endgame, but there was a trailer for Endgame that I do want to talk about that I want to hear your thoughts about. A trailer the, that came on before yes, Endgame. Yes, a trailer right. that came on before Endgame. And there was a, it's a Spider-Man trailer. We've all seen it. We all love it. it we're all looking forward to the new Spider-Man movie. But there was, some, there was a change that I'm assuming Disney decided to make for the trailer for the movie theaters as opposed to the trailer we all saw on YouTube. Um, do you remember the point towards the end of the trailer whenever that rival to Peter Parker, the bully or whatever you, I can't remember his name, is talking about all, oh, you know, how great Spider-Man is, like, oh, Spider-Man's got a dope suit and, he, suit and he's, you know, always for the people. And then he looks at Peter's like, what's up, dickwad? Yeah. Yeah, you remember that point? They made a change for the trailer in the movies and they changed it to what's up, derpwad or something like that. They changed, they changed the word dick from to like derp or something like that. Something that was not a cuss word. Really? And I was thinking about it, I was like, first of all, that sounds worse because it's blatantly been changed even if you didn't see the original trailer. And I'm like, why? What's the point of doing that? That's so weird. I did not pick up on that. Well, you haven't seen Endgame yet. Yeah, but I've seen the trailer for Spider-Man. Yeah, but no, what I mean is like they... They, they only ch- changed it for Endgame. Yeah, they, they haven't... I don't think they changed. They put out a new trailer with that. And I'm saying like when I went to go see Endgame and I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, okay. oh they changed it for that. I don't know if it's all movies, Maybe they assumed... Trailers. I don't know. Maybe they thought a lot of kids were going to go be seeing Endgame. Um, yeah, but some of the content, the MCU, they've been dealing with some pretty adult stuff in some of the content. So Dickwad is like pretty light on their spectrum i would say so uh but i can't wait for you to see it we're gonna do an entire episode on that uh we're gonna talk about your disney uh sure uh uh, exploration uh this that weekend that you were away but also uh we are going to be talking about game of thrones because i'm caught up on game of thrones as of we're Mm -hmm. recording this so are you and i got a lot to say about the last episode i do but i'm thirsty I'm thirsty too. Let me go grab the. I didn't bring the beer, but I have the beer of the show for us. So all right. So we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones. We're probably gonna talk about it for just maybe the whole time. Who knows more how much likely, time we'll have? More than likely, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we'll probably like, go over the hour. I'd like to talk about Disney, but if we have to wait till next week to get to that, that's fair. But uh, first things first, I'm thirsty. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a beer of the show. Which we haven't done. We've done. We picked it back up last time we recorded. Yeah. Uh, we did Pat's beer the show. What beer do you have this time? So this is a beer I would never, ever in a million years have ever gone to the store and bought this. Buy this beer. I was gonna say, did somebody like? Did you like lose a bet? No, I didn't. I didn't. But I was at a get together. We were both there earlier tonight, and a friend of mine had brought a large case of this beer, and I didn't have any of it there because I was drinking other beers. But I said, hmm, I'm curious about this. So I snagged a couple of them to bring on the show. The beer of the show is the Natural Light Natterdays. Natty Light. So Natty Light was a beer that I almost exclusively drank in college. Because I was, you know, under 21, couldn't legally drink, and was on a budget. Yeah. Natty Light's usually what you like. Like Natty Light, Miller Light. PBR, typically, like that. typically it was Natty Light for us, but it was lousy. 
it's a shit beer. It's a cheap beer. I don't yeah. I don't like Natty Light, but I drank so much of it. I don't think I've drank Natty Light in decades. Just I just out of principle. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do that to myself. Isn't wouldn't that like Natty Light be considered like the frat bro be- beer? Yeah. Yeah, it, I was at many a many a frat party with kegs of Natty Light greeting us as we entered. But uh, that's neither here nor there, because this is the Natter Days. This is a new beer by Natural Light. It is, it says here, for those who like strawberry lemonade and drinking beer. And the can's very cool. It's got lawn yeah, flamingos all over it. It looks like summer. This, this beer, it's, the can looks like summer. So, so it's like a, a Saturday, so we're drinking a Natter Day on a Saturday. Yeah. So, so you go first. Tell me what you think. Um... So I do like strawberry lemonade. Mm-hmm. I do like the flavoring they added to it. However, it tastes like sparkling strawberry water. That's kind of what it tastes like. There's It doesn't really have the beer kick to it. Um, I get the feeling that if you drank a bunch of them, you know, it'd get the job done. It'd get you drunk. But this probably wouldn't be a beer that I would voluntarily order at like a bar or something like that. Because usually if I'm ordering a beer, I'd like to taste a little beer. You know, like, I want to taste a little beer. This tastes... Like I said, like sparkling strawberry water. Like they just took sparkling water and threw some strawberry flavor into it. So it's extremely, extremely light. Like it's almost just like looking through glass whenever you're looking through this beer. It's at the very least, it doesn't sit at the bottom of your stomach. So, you know, it's not a it's good for summer. I guess it'll keep you cool. It's this. I see this as like a good mowing the lawn kind of beer. Our old pal Brandon, he would say this is a mowing the lawn beer. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I agree with that. I agree with that assessment. It is definitely a summer beer. It's it's crisp. It's light. It you nailed it, Adam, by saying it tastes like strawberry sparkling water, and that's because Natty Light is basically water. Pretty much, it is like such an extremely extremely light beer that you're basically drinking water, and I taste that with this. The strawberry flavoring is very strong. Dare I say, and this is coming from me, which is because I have a sugar addiction, almost a little too sweet. And I love sweet. I love sweet wine, sweet beer, sweet mixed drinks. It is a little sweet, yeah. But I think this is a little too sweet for me. I don't know how much, how many of these I could drink, but it is refreshing. I'll give it that. And the strawberry does kind of block out the shit of the natty light so yeah so um would you recommend this beer yes or no i would recommend trying it but like maybe once this is definitely like a an occasion like you go mm-hmm. to the beach you know you, you drink you drink it on the porch in like summertime when it's really really hot out but usually if you got something else there i'd, I'd go with other options so it's a try you know, try it give it a whirl you know yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna rate it um I was going to give it a two out of five, but I'm going to give it a three out of five. Really? Just because I like the idea. I like the idea. The can's very cool. The artwork got some bonus points for me. So bumped it up from, I might have given a 2.5. I'm going to give it a three now. Three out of five. Yeah, I I would recommend it. I would recommend it. There's probably people out there that this is their cup of tea. It's just not ours. So, so the... The Natty Light Natterdays 
Strawberry Lemonade Beer is the beer of the show. Thank you, guys. We're doing a beer of the show again. We'll occasionally throw in a beer of the show. Yeah. Every once in a while. So, so Disney. How was Disney? Let's Dis- talk about that real quick. Disney was fantastic. It was it was amazing. I It was a little bit of a different trip for us this year because we actually went for an entire week. We normally go for two, three days at a time. We went for an entire week. So, yes, I am broke. I am broke. But we also went, my wife, Kristen, we went with her entire family. There was 16, 17 of us. And that was a little bit challenging because her mom was there. uh, Her aunt was there. There was some other older members of her family. You know, they're elderly. Yeah. So it's tough for them to navigate through Walt Disney World. So it was definitely a new challenge for us. Kind of like herding cats when you have that many people with you. Which is impossible. I feel like it was the if it was the four of us, we would have been able to do our own thing. We know what we want to do. We would have been more relaxed and got more stuff done. I felt, even though I was there for an entire week... I felt rushed and still didn't get to do everything I wanted to do. Did you guys have like a day where you were just like, hey, we're just going to take us and we're going to go do our thing? We had a half a day that we did that. But on a full day, no, because it was kind of the kind of the purpose for this trip was a pseudo family reunion for them. They had family coming in from California, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida, all over the place. People were coming in. So we were all together. It was just, it was nice to see everybody. It was a good time, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the night, when we got back to our hotel room, I was done, man. My legs felt like I ran a marathon. I just, I would get in the shower and I feel like a, a layer of skin would just peel off. How was the weather? I was going to say, is it, was it really hot or? So the first day we were there, it was like a beautiful 83 degrees gorgeous and then in the afternoon the skies opened up and it just rained the rest of the day on us the last day we were there it was like 82 83 and rained all day every day in the middle didn't rain once but it was like 90 91 degrees and it was so hot so the weather was comfortable and rainy or beautiful and extremely hot so yeah, that's compared to what it was up here. It was freezing and cold, and I think it actually snowed once while you yeah. were gone. That's like I was I was house sitting for you, and yeah. I remember I had to text you one day, and I was like, "So, like, do you want me to like turn the heat up a little bit? Because I don't want this turtle to like, you know, die of being cold and everything like that. Because I'm only turning the heat lamp on for like fifteen twenty minutes mm-hmm. a day. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want this turtle to." You know, be frozen. You're like, nah, it's all right. I'm like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, maybe you don't understand how cold it is up here, but it's cold. So long as it didn't get like 32 degrees or lower inside the house, <clears throat> we've been all right. So, well, thank you for watching my house. Uh, Disney, Disney was excellent. We had so much fun. You briefly talked about it, but I, I think the listeners and I would like to hear it again. You went on the Avatar. Right? I did. You the experienced brand new, the Avatar. Yeah. Well, new for me. It's been there a couple years now, but the first time I've ever gone to... Animal Kingdom since Pandora, Avatar Land, is there. And I I rode the uh, Flight of Passage ride. I was able to get fast passes with my niece and nephew, and we the three of us went on it. It was a four-and-a-half-hour wait standby. 
with our fast passes, we only had to wait an hour. It was intense, dude. It was it's it's probably my new favorite ride. It was so great. It was so great. It's VR, yeah. new technology VR, but you're in a, a seat, kind of like imagine those motorcycle games they used to have in arcades yeah. where you like straddle it. It's kind of like that. You're sitting on it. Is it like suspended? It, it's they, kind, yeah. They well, suspend? it starts out on the ground and the ground drops out. Okay. And you like st- it's so cool. But you're just like watching yourself fly on one of those ecrons from the movie, from the James yeah. Cameron Avatar movie, the Banshees they yeah. call them. You're flying on one of those things. It's so realistic. It's so realistic. It's so fun. It's great, man. It's such a good ride. Did it, you? It's hard to exp- it's hard to explain it. It's so like you have to experience it to get the full effect. Did you get a headache whenever you're done with it? Did you, was your head hurting a little bit? No, no, not really. Not me. I feel like uh, Kristen was going to do it, but both of our girls were too... There was a height requirement, and they were yeah. both too short for the ride. So Kristen didn't end up doing it this time. She said she wants to try it. She'll do it maybe next time. But she stayed with the kids. Um, she might have gotten a headache because she gets motion sickness, and I, I really, I typically don't. Well, there's this, there's this thing that I've heard about with VR, and some some people experience because it's such a new technology, it's such a such a brand new thing that there's a lot of people that use it. Mm-hmm. Where what as they're using VR, if they use it for so long, they start getting headaches because your brain can recognize this thing that you're looking at is not real, and yet somehow I'm getting like I'm dealing with the motion of it. This is bullshit. This gave you not only not only the the virtual like it didn't yeah it gave you the movement along with seeing it plus the elements the water hitting you the cold the warm and like it really fucks with your brain yeah because you're like is this happening is this real yeah because your yeah. brain doesn't just doesn't know it's yeah. there it, yeah, it tricks you it yeah does. it's so cool do you still have your VR goggles I do I can't really use on my phone I gotta get a new phone okay I have to get a new phone because my phone. It heats up a lot. Mm. If I'm doing if I'm doing stuff with it, if I'm playing stuff on it or whatever, like a video or something like that, there's some times where my phone, the battery will just heat up to the point where it's like it could probably burn my hand if I pushed on it enough. Mm. So I'm thinking about getting a new phone. Um, but the problem with that is getting a new phone requires dropping like eight, nine hundred dollars. Ooh, that's too much. Yeah. And if I get any other kind of phone, it's going to be just a downgrade. So there's no point. Right. So I'm. Um, Expanding my options, seeing what I can do. But with the way that it is right now, I can't use this phone with the VR because it'll be too much of a strain and it might explode on my face and burn half my face off. So take your face off. So, yeah, I can keep I can continue about Disney. There's so much. I got stories, but we'll save those for another day on the show. Yeah, I've I've got we could probably do an entire show. With me talking about Disney. I could probably do an entire podcast weekly with me talking about Disney. So with me boring anybody else out there, we'll we'll, we'll save those for another day. Because I know you, you're ready to talk. Because winter has come. Yeah, winter has come, hasn't it? Um, We're going to talk about Game of Thrones. I don't want to just talk about the Battle of Winterfell. I also want to talk a little bit about the lead-up to it, the first couple episodes, because we haven't had a chance to meet up and talk until since it started. Yes, because I've been away, right, right. So so this new season eight is finally here. We waited so long for this. Yes. The payoff is finally here. And right now, like I said, may the fourth be with you. We're recording this. 
We've seen three episodes so far. Yeah. Tomorrow will be episode four. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch that Monday night. Is probably when I'm going to watch that. But um, I don't think I can. I think I'm going to watch it Sunday night. I can't. Well, wait. I can't watch it Sunday. Night. I I got finals the next day, so I gotta I gotta study and stuff. But so when winter's coming, the whites have gone across the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a nice dragon now. Yeah, Jon Snow has told the people of the north, "Hey, I bent the knee." And now there's this whole big back and forth. They weren't too happy about that. Yeah, Daenerys is having this whole back and forth between, like, Sansa and the people of the North and everything like that. And everybody's all pissy. They're like, look, we didn't bend the knee to some dragon queen. We bent the knee to you. And you're just going to sit there and do this nonsense? What is your problem? Um, But they're gathering the forces and they're getting ready because they know the White Walkers are coming down. They're coming. They're they're coming, Scott. They're coming. Finally. They're finally we're the seven years, more than seven years because of the two year break they took in between yeah. the last season. So over set almost almost ten years from episode one was been leading up to the White Walkers coming. Yeah, everybody's getting ready. Tyrion, everybody's in Winterfell. Tyrion's in Winterfell. All that nonsense. Uh, Theon Greyjoy has rescued his sister, and now he's coming up to Winterfell to join in. Jamie Lannister is up in Winterfell. Jamie Lannister has become probably not my favorite, but a very, very favorite character of mine. I've I've enjoyed him a lot. His character development, like he's he's like now this honorable knight, and he's trying to like he's you know, come full circle. Yeah, yeah. he really has. A lo- like a lot of characters have developed that way. There's wow, I can't think of one character. He knighted Brienne. He fucking knighted Brienne, and that was such an emotional one because this is a woman. This is a woman that, for all intents and purposes, loves Jamie. She's in love with him. She's been in love with him for like ever, and they've had this back and forth relationship almost of like just res- mutual respect for one another. And you know, Brienne's like, oh, you know, men can't or women can't be knights or some shit like that. And Tyrion, I, I think it was Tyrion, had the line is like, well, why not? Like, what's the big deal? And then Jamie gets up and like knights her and everything, and she's like getting ready to cry, and it's this whole big fucking emotional thing. I was like, that was a sweet moment. That was an incredibly sweet moment. The the day before you're gonna fucking die. So so you're talking. You're on episode two now. Yeah. Where I loved episode two. I gotta tell you, I thought it was I good. loved it. It it was so good to me. And a lot of people shit on it on the internet yeah because they said it was slow and it was boring and there was no action and it was a big long hour-long setup for the next episode and that's not entirely false it was a big setup but what i loved about it so much adam was all these characters for the last 10 almost 10 years that we've known and become they've all taken place separately their stories have been all over westeros and and even over the narrow sea, they've been all over the place. They're finally all coming together. And the scene by the fire where you have this motley crew of characters that we all know and love. They're so random. The characters in that room are so fucking yeah. random. And they're all together. And they're fighting on the same side for once. And it's just like, it was so great to see them come together like that. Like, I loved it, man. I loved it so much. Yeah, like it was, it was just so amazing. Like, and there was even a point where it seemed like the night was going to end, and everybody's going to go their separate ways, get their rest. And Tyrion's like, "No, no, no, let's get more wine. Let's, you know, who, when, how often do we get to do this? Yes. Like, sing a song. Somebody sing a song. Who knows songs? And they had just like a Podrick sang that. Yeah, song. Yeah, it was. Oh, so the first God. time I watched it, I was fine, 
and then I watched episode three. Then I went back and watched episode two because Kristen was out of town, so she didn't see two or three. Yeah. So I watched two with her, and knowing what happens in three, and seeing Podrick sing that song, I cried like a baby. I just broke down, and I was in tears because I know what's coming for them. Yeah. Like, I know which characters aren't going to make it. And I hate that. I hate that. You know, there was some characters that we love and we're not going to see anymore. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, we'll get into that in a minute. I mean, it was just there. Now there's this butting heads of also the two, not two most powerful, but one of the most powerful women in all of Westeros currently. And another one whose character we've seen grow and develop Sansa. They've been Sansa and Daenerys have been butting heads a lot lately. They now. have, they like, have. It's. It seems like oh, you know, they should like each other almost, but they just keep butting heads. Like Daenerys brings the Unsullied and the Dothraki up, and they're gathering the armies, getting ready for the dead. And Sansa has this thing of pointing out, like, that's great. You know, you've got your dragons, you got your fucking armies up here. What does everybody need? Like, I planned. I I plan for our armies to like hold out here. And I plan for the supplies and everything like that that we have. And then you bring your fuckers up here. And guess what? Now it throws a monkey wrench into my entire operation. Like, what's going on? They have this whole back and forth. There's there's even a moment where Daenerys has a sit-down with Sansa in, like, her room. Yeah, that was And it scene. seems like Daenerys is getting through to her a little bit, almost. And it ends with Sansa. If you think they have a moment. And then Sansa, Sansa, like, comes out and says some shit. And just Daenerys is like, all right, fuck you, bitch. Just fuck you. I used to really not like Sansa. Me too. But her character has grown so much. She is a strong woman now. She is the Lady of Winterfell. <laughs> she and is. she she doesn't take no shit anymore. Yeah. I think she's come a long way since I was really, really pleased in episode three, the moment that she had with Tyrion. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the most beautiful moments in the entire episode because You're talking about epi- episode two or episode three. I'm talking about episode three. In episode three, I'm, I'm, when they're in the I'm crypts. Like, yes, okay. yes, they they're in the crypts, and we'll go into detail for that later. But they have it. We'll talk about it later. But they have such a beautiful just moment between them. That she makes had a moment with him in episode two when they were in Winterfell on the on the walkway. Up yeah, high. but she was kind of a bitch to him at that moment. Yeah, and then in episode three, they have a second moment and. I think they, they're, they're like, going to die, you know, yeah. so they have their moment, yeah. Anyway, well, let's get to episode three now. Every, this is all lead up for the Battle of Winterfell. We're in a Winterfell. I've heard people call it the Battle of Winterfell, and I've heard people call it the Siege of Winterfell. What would you consider? You know the difference? A battle... Battle is, like, whenever there's two sides a, coming together. A battle's basically open field, two armies meeting in an open... Yeah. A siege is when, like, one army has a castle. And they're on the defensive. And the second army's storming. And, yeah. One's on the defensive, one's... So it one's kind of on... did start out as a battle, but then morphed into a siege. Yeah. So it's kind of both? I don't know. What would you... I would probably more call it a siege. It definitely mm-hmm. started as a battle, but I would right. call it more a siege than I agree. anything else. I agree. Um, I think you can call it either one. It's synonymous, I suppose. My overall... Talk about our overall thoughts for the episode. My overall thoughts were, I thought it was one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones I've ever seen... While at the same time being one of the most episodes I've been most disappointed in in the end. And that's very conflicting for me because I've watched it twice. I loved it the first time I watched it and I watched it the second time and I was like, there's some valid criticism in this episode that don't make a lot of sense. So their entire plan is to defend themselves against it. They know the dead are coming. They've, they've, whatever the northern castle that that kid was in, that he was, um, 
I can't I can't remember his name, but it was a castle farther north than Winterfell that was sieged by the dead. The um everybody was killed there. Yeah, I can't think of the name. I can't of think it. of the name either. I, I don't I don't remember. It started with an H, I think. But um Hardhelm? No, that was I think that was the one place across the wall with the wildlings. Um uh, anyway, so that was taken over and that that basically doesn't include the the dead are here. The dead have gotten this far. We got to get things ready. What did so you they, say it started with? H? Yeah, it started with like an H, I think. Well, Helm's Deep. That was Hel- in Lords of the Rings. You're the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah. The good movie, though. Yeah, good movie. Um, So they formulate this plan of, because Jon Snow's, or some, I think it's Jon Snow, somebody's like, you can't fight the dead because when you kill the dead, you know, the, the Night King's just going to, you know, raise up all of our dead and they're just going to join the army of the dead. It's going to be total nonsense. It's a bunch of bullshit. The only way we could defeat him is to kill the Night King. That's the only way we can beat these fuckers back. So they come up with this plan to draw the Night King out. And for some reason, Bran being the three-eyed raven is like the Night King's ultimate adversary. The Night King is right. an adversary with the three-eyed ravens for some reason. Um... So he has this plan of put me in the godswood. Let me sit out in the godswood. I'll be out in the middle middle of nowhere. I'll draw him out. Then when he comes out in the middle of uh, there to kill me, then you guys can take him on. And there's this whole sequence where Theon sp- takes some of the men. And he's like, I'll protect you. I will give me this chance and blah, 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 blah. So I never looked at plans of Winterfell. But the whole the godswood with the, the face tree, yeah. you know, that's a, that, that plays an important role. That's like... <coughs> The worshiping of the old gods—that's like the first men did that. Yeah. Like, they always showed. You the see a lot Starks. more of that in the new. They've changed the opening credits, so you see a lot more. It's it's a different opening credits. You see a lot more stuff. I like and, the new opening, yeah, credits. and they take you through Winterfell almost, like all the different areas, the crypts, everything like that. They show you like an overhead view of like where the gods wood is and everything like that. So see, and that's important because that's what I'm getting. At. They always showed it, and the, the Starks having an important moment there. I always thought it was outside of the castle somewhere. Yeah, for, in like yeah a I did glade. too. And then they showed it in the, the scale model. It's surrounded by a wall. It's inside it's like the inside, castle. inside Winterfell. I never knew that. Neither did I. So. I thought it was like outside somewhere. So that's what makes yeah. it, I guess, a good plan because you're not outside in the middle of nowhere. But that's the whole plan. Theon is going to protect Bran with some men. Theon, yeah. Theon fucking Greyjoy somehow has... Re- he's he's had probably the most ups and downs totally and different... Totally redeemed himself. Uh, kind of, well, we'll get there. Sort of, yeah. It's really hard to redeem yourself based on his character. But he did burn two kids alive. Skinned them and burned two innocent kids? He yeah. had to skin them first. Because he didn't want people to see that they weren't the Stark boys. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he sucks. Who, who knows? Yeah. I'm, but then again, he also had his dick chopped off. So yeah. do they weigh out? I don't know. That's not for me to judge. <laughs> so the entire there's pl- a lot of dickless dudes in this show. Yeah, it's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no no balls. Freaking uh, Tyrion and Varys. Uh, Varys have this back and forth joke mm-hmm. of like, you know. You always make these ball jokes, but you're so insensitive about uh, dwarf jokes. And then he has a retorty response. like, Because well, I have balls. Yeah, because I have balls. Yeah. <coughs> so it's like, they, it's, it's a funny little back and forth they have. Um, but the whole plan is, I guess their plan is, they've got the Unsullied and the Winterfell soldiers out in front to kind of like man in front of this barrier, this moat there, or this fire moat that they've built with spikes and stuff like that and then they've got the dothraki in front of them Mm -hmm. they have this plan 
to charge and Jor Mormont's with the Dothraki, mm-hmm. and they have this. He's big strong. Yes, Raki, so. and and Ghost is with them too. Ghost, Ghost is still alive. Yes, yeah. good, good to see Ghost. Yeah, he's back. Where's Ghost been? Yeah, where the fuck has he been? Where the fuck, fuck. Shouldn't he be bigger by now? I don't know. But they have this whole plan to send the Dothraki forward to meet the army of the dead in this open field. This is where I call bullshit on the first part of the episode. It makes no sense why, given you what you know is coming, that you know for a fact that they're going to get to the walls, you know for the fact they're going to get to the Unsullied and all these people, why would you waste an entire army? Daenerys is basically throwing away the Dothraki. The Dothraki have been in one battle in Westeros. One battle between the... The Lannisters. Yeah, the Lannisters. They kicked their ass. Yeah, and they, that's the only battle they've been in, and their second battle, you're going to throw them at this horde of undead that you know is going to kill them. You know that they're going to die. Mm. Like, it makes no sense, in my opinion. Like, it, to me, it's just like you're just wasting half your army for no reason. It's almost like... It, it feels like a plot point just so you can make sure that Daenerys is weakened more for when she has to fight Cersei. That's kind of what it seems like. we got to take care of half her army now. And so, it, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense to me. But Yeah, I, I could see that, but... It's tough because what it showed you is is Daenerys cares about the Dorthraki. She's still their Khaleesi, and she's watching them get destroyed. But she the, sent them to be destroyed, though. That's the thing. <clears throat> I understand, but I don't know. Maybe she thought they'd win. I, mean, I feel like nobody thought that. But. I feel like based on the plan that they had, you're the entire idea is to be defensive. Like you got to be defensive on this. You don't send troops out to go meet the dead you let the dead come to you you gotta play a defensive game the best defense is a good offense that's why they had fucking catapults they could have they could have just kept firing catapults I think vince lombardi said that but anyway they could have just kept firing flaming catapults into the dead as they were coming and then you know got in line as soon as they were about to arrive i don't know but well, that's Melisandre comes back, though. Oh, she does, yeah. She comes back, and she does the ever-so-helpful thing of lighting the Dothraki swords on fire so that they could go meet their death with some light. Like, all I want to say is, the god of light... Like, I'm not a super religious person, but if there was somebody pulling out, like, David Copperfield shit in the name of a certain god, I'd buy into that, okay? I'd be like, uh, what's our buddy with the eye patch and the flaming sword? What's his name? Um, shit, I can never remember. I his forget name. his name. He, I like him. He's he's bought into it. He, yeah. He's well, all... he's been brought back to life like seven times. Or some shit yeah. Like that. So I I feel like I'm like okay, you know what? I'm I'm all right with the with the god of light. He's he's pretty fucking real. <laughs> like <laughs> to do a magic trick like that. Okay, I'm buying yeah, into it. It yeah. didn't help. It didn't do anything though. That's the thing. Did it though? No. Lighting their swords on fire did nothing. Well, they probably they probably killed some White Walkers with this. There's a there's a weird thing of like, so Jor goes out with the Dothraki to meet the dead mm-hmm. with with Ghost, and somehow Jorah and Ghost come back because you need to know them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like there shouldn't have been anybody left alive after that. But there's some Dothraki that made it back, I guess. Some Dothraki did. Yeah, yeah. some Dothraki and. So, the dead come, and they hit the siege, the, the, they hit the defensive wall of the Unsullied, and they're sitting there trying to fight him back. And by the way, I'm going to say this, and I, I'm everybody's agreeing with me, I don't know how you feel about it, 
this episode was entirely too dark. Too dark. Way too dark. I understand what they were going for. It was meant to be like, oh, you know, this is going to be like scary. And there's like, you don't know what's going on in the dark. And all this supposed to be like, you know, setting the scene. I understand that. But it's also a TV show. I'd like to see what's going on. So I had to turn my brightness up on my TV like a quarter of the way just to see anything really. It was very dark. I, 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 I'm, I'm 100% agreement with you. I understand what they were going for. I get what they were trying to do. But I didn't like it. I wanted to see it too. I, I You didn't need to be that artsy about yeah. it. It's a fucking battle. Just, yeah. just have at it. But it's really cool. You got to see like... There were the different divisions of soldiers. There, were, you had the Unsullied on this end, then you had the the, uh, the King, kingdoms of, of the north, north. and then north. you had um, Redbeard and all his other the wildlings, the wildlings mm-hmm. in their own little section too. And it was really cool to you saw um, the Redbearded guy, can Tormund. I remember his name? Tormund. You saw him just staring at the Unsullied as they're fighting off the undead. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then he has to look over, like, "All right, let's do this." And then the, the undead hit them, and it's like this big just clash of just bodies going to and the undead look like just a wave they're not like soldiers they're very, just it was very world war z yeah how it's just like a rolling body of undead zombies coming at you and when they hit the wall again it reminded me of the movie brad pitt world war z how they go up the wall like that yeah. we're just like piling on top of each other they did that in this and i it's was so like, terrifying i was like fuck like you're f- like that's like and Nobody's fought this before. That's what's even. That's what the thing you got to remember is everybody's terrified because nobody's fought shit like this. They're used to fighting soldiers that come at them and you know try to stab each other, and they're in the defensive they're line, banging zombies. shields. They're mindless automatons. They're already dead. They aren't afraid. You don't see a giant army of Dothraki screamers and unsullied and what. You don't see this impressive army and get intimidated and decide to retreat. They don't retreat. They lay their fucking bodies down on fire. Yeah. Like, how do you, like, part of winning a battle is being intimidating and putting fear into your enemy. They can't have fear put into them. Yeah. How do you beat that? But you definitely could see the fear on everybody else's face. You yeah, saw, the, the living you saw, people are terrified. Every one of them. Who was, who's the general of the Unsullied? What's his name? Black, Grey Worm. Grey Worm. You even saw him. Like, he wasn't afraid, but you even saw the worry in him when the, the, the Thraki swords go out mm-hmm. and you see some of the survivors come riding back. He starts putting on that helmet and you can even see him be worried, like, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. Like, about this nonsense. It's 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 intense. And then here comes my other, my next problem with the episode. So, Daenerys and Jon Snow are up on this hill, away from the castle okay. with the dragons, Kind of like as like an ambush. They're waiting for the Night King to come out so they can take the dragons. Kind of like maybe ambush him, get behind him they're or something putting, like that. They're putting all their chips in the middle on if you kill the Night King, everybody dies. Yes, that's what they're doing. That's the theory they have because, um, let's see, uh, John, Sam, and the Hound, they've all killed those uh, wraiths, yes. which are like the generals. Yeah. And a wraith can turn somebody into a white walker too and they notice when you kill when you kill a wraith the white walkers die too and they know if you follow the line the night king was the first one so he created all the wraiths who created all the white like if you kill him they'll all disappear that's the idea yeah that's that's the plan they could be wrong yeah it could be wrong but but. you have to gamble this because what the fuck else are you gonna (laughs) do right so they have this plan to do this 
the battle's been going on for probably like what ten minutes at this point. Daenerys, Daenerys has lost her Dothraki horde. Her she sacrificed her entire army, and then she just fucks up the entire plan. She was upset. She got emotional. She's a Targaryen. They they are very emotional people. I understand that. She loves the Dothraki. She sees them get slaughtered, and she loses her cool, and she takes off on her dragon. I understand that, but the problem is, it's it's the. It's the Infinity War Quill versus Thanos argument all over again where one person there's a there's a plan. There's a plan in place. Everybody's executing the plan, everybody's relying on everybody to be part of the plan, and one person fucks it up for no reason. Other than the plot needs it to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And so Daenerys takes off with a dragon to go burn granted, it did probably help them out a lot by creating this like barriers of fire and shit like that as they're burning the dead bodies like away from the soldiers, but it kind of fucks up the plan. And you but the thing is like you sacrifice your entire Dothraki horde, which was kind of part of the plan, and then you just go fuck it up. So it's almost like they died for nothing, basically. So that happens and Grey Worm has to make a decision. They basically the battle's not going well. Brienne's down there. Clegane's down there. Everybody's down there fighting. The battle is not going well, so they call retreat. They just Jamie's down there too, you know, getting his ass. There's a moment where it almost seems like Brienne's gonna die. She's tackled by walkers, and you hear her scream. The screeching sound is like, "Holy fuck! Did they kill her? Are they killing her? Are they eating her right now? What are they doing?" And then Jamie like saves her life. I'm like, "Oh, good." They don't eat them, though. They don't. But I do they. But they will. They do you remember? If you remember way back when Jon Snow first fought against like an army of the dead, whenever they were at the, there was that northern beyond the wall where all the wildlings lived, that city, then mm-hmm. all the different tribes gathered. Um, do you remember the mother that Jon Snow had kind of a little connection with, mm-hmm. and she sent her kids on the boat and stuff like that? When she got killed, she got killed she by the him. things, the kids were like biting her. They're like biting her and chewing and eating at her, and maybe because they didn't have any weapons. I don't know, but yeah. it was what they were. That's just, what they did. I just know because the typical zombie, like the Walking Dead zombies and the Romero zombies that we're we're used to, they're flesh eating, mindless dead bodies. I don't think they stop and like purposely like have an intention of eating, but I think it's like one of those things where it's like if you've got no weapons, you got teeth, you use what weapon you have. It's just right. what it seemed like to me. And the other zombies, like in the Romero universe, or the the Walking Dead universe, they don't use weapons. These yeah. zombies have swords and they fight you and they kill yeah. you, but they don't just like come at you slow walking and eat your flesh. I mean, maybe do they have to? I don't know. I don't know if they have to eat. I doubt it. Cause there's a lot of ones that have like opened up stomachs and yeah, you know, they, they're just, they're just walking skeletons. Yeah. Basically there was, there's a couple of them that are almost skeletons Spooky, by themselves. Scary skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> so, Circa Dunkirk style, Grey Worm and the Unsullied hold the retreat. They hold the retreat as everybody else is getting back into the walls. And there's a did Grey Worm sacrifice a lot of Unsullied on the other side he of that did. barrier? I saw that and I was like, it was dark, and I was like, did he did he, he let did. them come back? But there's a it looks like he's got a decision to make. He's, he waited as long as he possibly could. And a lot of the Unsullied got back across the bridge and into Winterfell. They have the, but there for, was still too many out there, and he had to. There's not a bridge. It's basically like think of um, those classic spike uh, logs that you stick in grounds mm-hmm. and face the enemy, and they have it all set up there like that all around the castle. And there's like a trip cord that he can pull mm-hmm. that will close off this one <coughs> gap that mm-hmm. everybody's uh, 
running across and the unsullied are on the other side trying to hold the dead back and you can just see in his eyes like just what am i going to do what am i going to do he pulls a trap and leaves the unsullied to die not not all of them but enough of them right he kind of so, had to yeah it was one of the, yeah and apparently the entire plan was for daenerys when that happens to use her dragon to light the barriers and the night king brings like a snow but no, the Night King brings like a snowstorm, right. so you, she can't see what's going on down there. But Jon Snow is sitting on top of one of the Winterfell walls with his dragon that he's riding. So why he couldn't do it instead, I don't know. But, yeah. He can't make the dragon spit fire. He's, he's doing something with the dragon. He's like, I guess he did. Do you remember There's whenever- a scene where they cross paths and they're both breathing fire. Yeah, but the, yes, he did. also, yeah. do you remember there was the scene before, uh, before the retreat started, and Daenerys and Jon are up in the sky, and the dragons are raining fire down. They see the generals riding out briefly on their horses, like in the back, like where the woods are, and Jon kind of nudges his dragon in that direction so he can go after him. So he has like limited control, I would guess, mm. but he doesn't speak Valerian. Right? That's when no. you have to speak to the dragons to make them do that. Is it Valerian? Is it Valerian? Is it Dothraki? I have no idea. Whatever. It's not the common tongue. Dracaras. Yes. So. But, um, so who has to light the barrier, Scott? They're trying to figure it. Yeah, Melisandre's got to light the barrier. The Red Woman. The Red Woman. She comes out with whatever insulted are left surrounding her as like a barrier almost. And she goes up thing and she does her prayer thing. In order to do it. And she prays and prays and prays. The Lord of Light comes through. And there's a moment. There's a moment towards like the end whenever she's looking. It's like, uh, are you going to help me? Are you going to do something, Lord yeah. of Light? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? And it lights it up. So they're safe for now. They retreat inside the walls. And then the Night King sends his minions to break the fucking barrier down. Cause so they got like a five minute reprieve to get inside the wall before they get past the barrier by laying their bodies, individual bodies on top of this barrier section to knock it over and they walk right through and it's fucking intense and everything starts and everything starts fucking all over again. And it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's crazy. I forget the guy's name, but who is the guy who was John and Sam's best friend from the night's watch? The one that's a night commander now? Yes. I don't remember He's his name. He's the commander of the Night Watch. Yes. I, Lord Commander. Yeah. I don't I forget remember his, his name, name, but this is where he dies. Yeah. And God, that ditch. Because he was a good guy. They had the scene in the episode before. He was like, it, it, was, his name. it was just, at this point, it's just John, Sam, and him that are originally left over from their There's group. There's other Night's Watch there. But they're but from, from their the original, group. yes, it's just those three. Yeah, so it's an emotional right. scene. Yeah, the Night's Watch are fighting in this battle, too. You've got so many separate armies fighting, like, it's yeah. nuts. Not that there's that many Night's Watch left. There's not that left, many left, unfortunately. But, but there's a few. There's they're a doing few. some. Doing some. Yeah, most of them are already dead, which is crazy, but... Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the wildlings are dead too, but yeah. there's a little bit more than that. Most of the unsullied at this point are probably dead too. A lot yeah, of fucking yeah, people dead. A lot of fucking people die. <laughs> a lot of people die. Not a lot of main characters though. Not a well, lot of main characters. I thought. I honestly, I thought there would be more main characters to die, but well, here's my biggest. Here's another one of the biggest problems that I have with this episode. Once again, I love the episode. There's just a lot of things that disappointed me. Is 
the thing that Game of Thrones had always set out to be back when they were following George R. R. Martin's vision was not everybody has plot armor, so to speak, where even heroes can die and heroes are probably more prone to death in the first place because they're putting themselves in dangerous situations. So you, any character can potentially die. There's a lot of scenes in this episode where there are main characters that are in situations where they probably should never have survived. Like it makes no logical sense that they would have survived. Like Sam, for example, I love Sam, but he was on the ground with whites all over him. Not one of them could have stabbed him. No, because he has plot armor. There was when uh, Jamie and Brienne are backed up against that wall. And Podrick, show some and respect. Pa- and Podrick, they're backed up against that wall. Literally with their backs against the walls, the three of them, swinging their swords, just flailing because there's so many walkers in front of them. And yet, they survive. How did not one, at least one of them should have died. One of them should have died to like kind of make it seem more meaningful if, if you're in that kind of... You know what I'm saying? Probably you know not what, Brienne. She's so bad. But do you but do you know what I'm saying? Like this show has been the show of like no character safe, anybody can die and all the major characters for the most part have survived. Mm-hmm. Like all the characters you care about, like they're still alive at the end of this episode. That's another one of my like my huge problems with this. Needless to say, as you can tell, they the dead have made it over the wall. Shit shit's gone south. They breached the castle and what happens next? Um, depends on what you mean by next. Are well, you talking about the Arya stuff? Arya, because Arya's been whooping ass. Arya's Ar- been yes. whooping She's so taken, much ass. Arya has taken down many. We can talk about Arya right now. Um, She's taken down many, many, many. She saves Clegane at one point. She There's does. a point where she shoots an arrow into a walker's head and just saves his ass. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then there's the cool scene where... I mean, she takes down so many White Walkers, but there's just so many. She gets hit in the head. She's obviously got a concussion. She's hurt. Yeah. And she just has to she retreat. Bails. She's she got to get away. She has to. She, ma- she makes her way into a window that leads into the library. And tell us about the library scene. The library scene is pretty fucking cool, in my opinion, because it takes you out of this battle. It takes you out of an action movie and puts and you then into a horror puts movie. You, yeah, puts you into a horror stealth movie where it's a character who's scared, who is hurt and doesn't know what's going on, who has to sneak their way into this very dark and dismal library, and there's whites in the library. and They're there's They were, like, looking for something. They were. They? I think they were just looking for anything. It didn't matter. And she has to play all these tricks. Like, she's weakened. She doesn't have, like, her stealthy abilities, I guess you would say. So she has to, like come up with ways of like, oh, throw this book down here and draw them over here and run this way. And there's this great scene where she's running down the hallway and then it cuts to like Clegane and the dude with the eye patch and they're in the building, presumably looking for her, looking for just like a safety sake or something. Like I think the hound sees her escaping the window. Yeah. And him and the eye patch guy, the one from the brotherhood, I wish I remembered his name. They rush in to help her. They see that she's in trouble. And that's important. Yes. And they, she comes crashing through this door and there's just this white on top of her trying to like kill her. And she's like, ah, freaking out. And he throws his flaming sword. The, the brotherhood guy with the eye patch throws a flame sword at the white and goes over and saves her. Saves her. Saves her. Clegane grabs her and picks her like, we got to go. And this dude is getting stabbed. Like he's, he's stabbed he, a bunch of times. Like he is physically using his body to block the whites from going after Clegane and Arya. Oh, yeah, yes. 
And it's crazy. Like they're, he's even running down the hallway following him. Then he blocks the hallway again and somehow is able to make it into the next door with them where they're able to block it off. Right. And he dies there. He and dies. who's who's in there, Scott? Who else is in there? Melisandre. Motherfucking again. Melisandre's in there. And she's like, he has, you know, done his duty. He's done the, he's done the Lord's light. The or Lord Lord's will. had brought him back how many times? Seven, eight, nine times? Something like that. And they brought him back because he was destined to save Arya. Yeah, and there's Arya, this moment of yeah. like, there's this moment of like, she tells her about the prophecy that she had told her about, like, I don't know, a couple seasons ago or something like that. Like, you're destined to kill, you're destined to close eyes, you're destined to close brown eyes and green eyes and blue eyes. And goes blue eyes. And you can see the wheels turning. Arya's smart. Yeah, she is. I love Arya. I love the, I love the evolution of you the character. You can see the wheels turning, and that's when... She gives her this look, and she just bolts, bolts now, down the hall. Now... While this is happening, I don't know, it might have happened right before this, the Leanna Mormon scene. Yes. I want to talk about that. Now, Leanna Mormon is a character that I've really grown to enjoy the past couple seasons. everybody has. She's a fan favorite. She is. She's really, really enjoyable. She's 10 years old, a little girl, and she is so fucking badass. Yeah, total fucking badass. Everything she comes out of her mouth, people fucking listen. Yeah. I look at her and I'm like, God, I wish I could have been that cool when I was that age. Yeah, right? I was busy fucking playing with toys or some dumb shit or like look, like doing some reading comic books or something. I'm gonna like be 35 that. and I'm still playing with toys. Yeah, so. I'm like, all right, yeah. whatever. She is so fucking badass. They as they're storming the castle, she's there on the ground in the courtyard, <laughs> right outside the main gate, trying to order her troops around, trying to get things organized, and a fucking giant bashes through the door and smash it aside. Not just any giant, because the giants are with the wildlings. This giant is a White Walker giant. Yeah. He's turned. Yeah. They have, they've got a few of those. You see a few of them in the in the Army of the Dead. Are there any giants left fighting with them? <clears throat> no, the last giant died in the, the Battle, Battle of the Bastards. Bastards. That was the last giant. Oh, he was cool. Yeah, he was really cool. And fucking Ramsey Bolton, like, he had a moment with Jon Snow where he was just looking at him. He gets him in the eye with a fucking arrow. Oh, fucking Ramsey. Yeah, he had his, he had his comeuppance, though. Yeah, he did. Um, but giant smacks her to the side. She goes flying against a wall or some shit like that. And he just starts going crazy. And then they have a moment where the giant picks up Leanna and oh. you can hear him squeezing and the bones, bones crunching and everything. And she's bleeding. She's got blood all over her mouth. She's like, ah, and then there's this moment where she just screams like, ah, just screams at him and just takes this fucking dagger and pff, right Valerian into his fucking steel eye. steel daggers right, right into his the eye. eyeball. Kills the giant. Tiny little, and she and she's dead at this point. She dies. She dies. She dies. Which oh, that made me cry. I, I loved was like, her. oh, that was so horrible. Like I was like, that's that's so incredibly sad. At, but at, but the characters who've died, I mean, as much as we like them, they're not. They didn't have. They're plot not major armor. characters. They didn't have that plot armor. They're not major characters. The, the the Night's Watch Lord Commander, who's friends with yes. John and Sam, supporting character. Okay, important, but he could go. We could survive. The eye patch guy, he served his purpose by saving Arya. Now he can go. Leanna Mormont, as much as Baz and how much she was liked, is she that important? Yeah. Do you think Jorah is going to retake the house at this point? Do you think they're going to try to get Jorah to retake the house? Because he's the last Mormont. Adam, no, he's not. Why not? Because he's dead. Too. Is he dead? Is he dead? 
We're is dead. He dead? We haven't gotten to it in our recap. Is he but dead though? Like that's the thing. Is he dead? House Mormon. He's is laying. Gone now. He's laying on the ground. But yes, is he he's dead? dead? I watched an interview with him. Okay, I didn't know. The I actor, didn't know if he was the actor dead. who played him. I Fucking him. everybody else survived. Why wouldn't he survive too? So he was probably. We were getting to that. Adam. Adam beat us to the punch, but. Yes, he he was probably the most important character. We'll talk about him. his death. Yes. We'll talk about his death. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this point, Jon Snow has been knocked off the dragon. At this point, I think he he's is is at this point when he falls off. I thought his dragon was going to get killed. It was messed did, up. Did I, did the dragon die? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they both. Survived. I know he. I I remember the dragon crashing onto the ground and Jon Snow falling off. I don't remember the dragon taking it, back off. It did take back off. Did it? You see it take back off, but it's like. It's got White Walkers all that over was, it. That, like was Dan, that was Danny's dragon. Is that Danny's dragon? That was Danny's dragon. That's why I'm asking I think, the question. I think they both survived. Because I remember, because I remember Daenerys f- comes down and saves Jon Snow. Because mm-hmm. he's there. Because what happens is Jon Snow falls off the dragon. The Night King at this point has brought his dragon in. And he fell off of it in a battle with them in the sky. And he's walking towards Winterfell, surrounded by dead bodies. And Jon goes out to him. And he turns this around. Scene, this scene. And he just stares at him. Mm-hmm. He gives him this look. And he just see, you see the Night King just raise his arms like he's about to raise the dead. And Jon Snow's like, oh, fuck, I got to hurry up. And he sprints for the Night King. And he's just running across the battlefield, just surrounded by dead bodies. And all of a sudden, you see all these eyes just pop open and blue eyes. And this dead army just rise up around Jon and Snow. And people and he's who like, were just fighting with him. He's like 15 feet away from the fucking Night King, too. Like, he's real close. Like, you see everybody's... Leanna Mormont's eyes pop open. Everybody's fucking eyes pop open. And it's insane. Because even inside the, the walls, like, you see... Like just Jamie and Brienne look around and they see all these dead bodies just get up and they're and that's like when the hope leaves and they're like, what the fuck are we gonna do against something this? else happens? The crypt, the crypts, the crypt. Okay, so before this episode aired, I had read a fan theory, and it was basically somebody saying like, how stupid is it to send the women and children to be safe in the crypt, surrounded by dead bodies, when the Night King can raise dead bodies from the dead? I remember reading that. I'm like, that's stupid. He's got to be like close to the bodies to do he can't just like be standing in ohio and raise dead people in pennsylvania like he's got to be there i'm like that's not accurate guess what adam he fucking did it was fucking accurate i was like what i was like how is that happening did it there's this amazing moment in the crypt okay so the night king has raised his dead and he looks at Jon snow and he just turns around and just starts walking back to winterfell and Jon snow has to contend with all these these whites that are in the in the wall or outside the wall and there's this moment where it cuts the crypt and you've got Sans and Tyrion and Viserys and all these other people just down in the crypt, just blah, blah. You got Sam's like pseudo love interest down there too with the kid, Sam, Sam Jr., whatever the fuck, uh, little Sam. And there's this really, really cool moment where Sansa hears all this banging going on in the door that leads upstairs. And she, the stairs, she looks, goes to the bottom of the stairs, looks up, and it's all the soldiers banging on the door like, let us in, let us in. And you could just hear the devastation and the the, the death going on outside. And Sansa just makes a choice of like, obviously, I'm not going to let you in. And you hear like they're screaming, stop. And it's like, fuck, we just witnessed or hear, heard them die. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking Starks come out of their graves to fight I for the Night King. I zombie, headless Ned Stark. I wanted to see him, but no, no, we weren't that lucky. I mean, was his body was his body burned and just his ashes put in the crypt, or did they keep his body? I, I don't know. No, I, I thought think it, they gave I, his body back. I think they did. I can't remember. I thought that maybe they burned the body and just kept the head on the pike. I don't remember. 
I don't remember. It's so long ago. Um, but yeah, so the crypt is no longer safe and everybody's freaking out and everybody's running. And this is when you have that moment with Sans and Tyrion because they find themselves <coughs> hiding. They're going to die. They find themselves hiding behind this tomb. There's one tomb in like this off corner shoot, like just out of the way. All these people are, women and children are just dying around them because the zombies are just going at the whites are just coming at them, killing them, all this other shit, eating them, whatever the fuck they're doing. And then they have this moment where it's just those two sitting with each other. She has his dagger pulled out and they're holding hands and Tyrion like kisses her hand and just looks at her and all this stuff. And they had a conversation like before, I think in the previous episode of like, oh, you know, being married wasn't so bad, you know, this and the other thing. Like almost like Tyrion is like saying like, I guess it wasn't so bad being married to you. I mean, we were at least like, we both had like the same bullshit we were dealing with. Mm -hmm. And they have this moment where it's like, yeah, I guess it wasn't. They're like thinking they're gonna die. It's probably the best, one of the best moments, like emotionally in the entire episode. Just the look they give each other. Mm-hmm. I was a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> so Jon Snow is outside fighting these dead, and that's when Danny comes down and burns a bunch of dead bodies around him, and the dragon lands, starts swiping out, and then that's when you have the moment of Danny's on the back of the dragon and. She he John looks at her and like yells Bran 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 yeah and Danny's like go I got this and he just ru- takes off for Winterfell and that's when you have the moment where the whites jump all over the dragon and Danny gets knocked off and dragon takes off without thinking because so she's in trouble yeah and then we have the savior of the entire fucking story Sir Jorah Mormont comes and saves Danny he this was the moment he's he's loved her yes. since the first since we first introduced to him. He, he wanted to die serving her. Yes. This is perfect for him. <clears throat> this is perfect. They, they're just surrounded by, in the middle of an open field, surrounded by And whites. I gotta be honest with you, this is the first time we've seen Daenerys be this badass without her dragons. Yeah. She wasn't the damsel in distress she hiding grabbed the, behind her. She grabbed the she sword. She grabbed the fucking sword and she was taking down White Walkers. Yeah, she, like, was, she good, was going at her. She was going at him. Yeah. Him. And then John, and then you have this really amazing moment when John runs into Winterfell and he has to run past all this devastation. He's fighting oh. his way through, and you've he got sees. he sees Sam getting taken his down, best friend taken down by these whites, and he's all over. He's like, "Oh, like, oh my God, blah." And there's a moment where John hesitates where he's going to go save him, and he just turns and goes away. He lets Sam to his fate so he can Sam go save Bran. Sam sees John too. Yeah, he they sees see each other. That. So he's like, "What the fuck?" But Sam came up. I mean, you call plot armor. But everybody underestimates Sam. He had two dragon glass daggers. You see him. There's a white walker on top of him, like face to face. And he pulls him out and stabs both of them into the back of the white walker that's on yeah. him. Good on him. He's not as as weak as people make him out to be. He no, no, I believe, no, I believe it. Sam is a, definitely a strong character. He's I lo- gotten better. I, li- I like Sam a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but John is trying to get to Bran. He's, he's got a job to do. Yes, he knows. And he's, but he's stalled. He stalled because the other dragon, the zombie dragon, comes and stalls his ass. Yeah. So he can't get to Bran because he can't get past the zombie dragon. And the zombie dragon is like blowing fire, constantly missing John. But here's the thing: like, what's really cool about it is the amount of people he pro- the dragon did kill. Because there's a moment when he's in the courtyard and the dragon just decimates like half the courtyard right. where everybody's battling. So he, the dragon is killing both whites and soldiers all at once. And there's all that devastation. And mm-hmm. John's like stuck behind this wall. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while this is going on, Theona's men are shooting arrows and trying to de- fight off all these whites that are coming after Bran. At the same time, can I ask a question? Yes. Can you maybe answer this question for me? What the fuck is the point of the three-eyed raven? What the 
fuck's Bran doing? What the fuck is the point of the Three-Eyed Raven? Not just what Bran's doing. What the fuck is the point of the Three-Eyed Raven? Like, other than just seeing things, what? why is he such a big adversary to the Night King? Like, literally the only... Mind you, Bran works when the battle starts into these three ravens. And they goes and tries to find, like, you know, see what's going on, everything like that. When the battles will start and everybody knows what the fucking Night King is, he's still warging. What the fuck is he doing? Well, I think when he wargs, that's kind of like a beacon. Like the, I think the Night King can can tell where he's at when he's warging. That's a that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I'll, I would take that. He was kind of saying, oh, by warging, here I am, here I am, come find me. But like, what's the point of him? He's got zero like points. The scene where he goes, I've got to go now, and Theon's like. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and then he goes into the ravens, and then he starts flying and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck is his point? Like, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't help. He doesn't do a goddamn thing. It's ridiculous. It's insane. I don't know. I'm hoping that there's some greater purpose to the Thread Raven that shows up later. But so far, I haven't seen Bran help out once since he's come back from Beyond the Wall. Not a fucking sausage. He, 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 yeah, he's, he found out that, you know, Jon Snow is actually Targaryen. He needs the rightful heir to the, the throne. That doesn't fucking help because Jon doesn't want even, the throne. He didn't even tell Jon. He made Sam do it. Yeah, he bitched out. <laughs> he fucking bitched out on that one. So, like, it's, it's, he he's worthless. He knows all this shit. He knows all this shit. He don't tell anybody. He don't tell fucking soul. Like, it's worthless. He is the most, I love, I, I, I used to love Bran because I thought his character was going to get developed. He's going to become like this all-knowing Thread Raven that's going to be able to help him out a lot. He hasn't done fucking nothing. Not okay. a damn thing. Let's get to the good part. Let's get okay. to the good good. So, all of Theon's guard has died. Mm-hmm. And Theon is by they're himself. Just overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Theon is by himself alone with Bran. And they're surrounded by whites. The generals come walking into the courtyard. And in comes the Night King right behind them. Yep. And the Night King... Tells all the soldiers in the area to stop because he wants the pleasure of killing Bran himself. He wants to kill the Three-Eyed Raven like he did with the old Three-Eyed Raven. Theon has this moment where he looks back at Bran. Bran comes out of his trance and Bran just looks at him and says, Theon, you are a good man. Or some such shit like that. And that gives Theon whatever motivation he needs to to take his sword and Spear. spear. Sorry. Take the spear and just charge the... Meanwhile, there's a song. It's quiet. There's a song. They've turned down the sound. There's somber music playing in the background. It's, they actually it's a slow sad, motioned it, it's which a, they typically don't do. Yeah, it's a sad moment because you realize, because as he's running, they they cut away occasionally to like you know Brian just fighting off Walker, Jamie, Sam. They cut away to John being stuck behind this wall and just you know you see, dragon fire all around you see him. Daenerys and Jorah like back to back with white walkers all around them. Yeah. Like, you see them down in the crypt being slaughtered. Yeah. Like, this is the point where it's like, I was thinking, oh, shit. Like, the Night King is going to get on the, the Iron Throne. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to happen here. Like, they're going to lose Theon's charging him. Then this is the one time you've ever seen the Night King get physical with anybody. You've never seen him get physical. He's always used his minions to do his bidding. He snaps the spear, grabs Theon, and stabs him right in the fucking chest. Yeah. Theon's stabs gone. him, and he drops in the ground. And he starts walking. Theon 
you see him as he as he's trying to get up, he can't do anything, and he just slowly just dies. Takes his last breath. Yeah. Yes, and he dies. And then uh, the night king. Elon's gone. He was a, he was the main character early on. He, he he was he was a fairly important character early. I'd on. say after the whole Ramsey Bolton thing, that kind of he's less him. important. Yeah. yeah so he would you say he was redeemed in what he did? He I tried. Do. I tr- do. I think he was redeemed. Um, I think. Bran says that, and John even forgives him, and he saved Sansa. I mean, yeah, Sansa owes him her life. So, <laughs> yes, I think he did some very wrong things. He made some mistakes, but okay. he's, he's redeemed himself. So we've got the moment. This is, is the moment. Here this is. is the climax. This is like the moment of Bran comes face to face with the Night King. At this point, my asshole is so puckered up. Like... Adam, what were you doing at this moment? When you see I, the White King, the, the Night King, standing there about to pull his sword. I was sitting there Bran. with my Game of Thrones mug, just sitting there staring at the TV like, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, what's going to happen? I was like, is Bran going to finally fucking do something? Did you expect anything at this time? Like, what were you expecting? At this point, I was expecting nothing. At okay. this point, I, I was I, me, like, me too. at this point, I was like, I was how, like, all dead. what is going to happen? They're all going to die. Like, 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 what are we going to do? Like, what's going to happen? And Night King is just there staring down Bran. What happens? Bran is staring at him. Adam, what he happens? goes back to reach for his sword. What happens, Adam? It cuts away to one of the generals, and there's this big puff of wind that goes past his hair, whatever. The general looks to the side, and out of the shadows, you see Arya jump from the shadows and with the dagger out, ready to stab the fucking Night King. And what happens? The Night King spins around fucking 180s and grabs her by the throat. Grabs her by the throat. And grabs her hand with his other hand. That's holding the dagger. And at this point, at this point, this is what I did. This is what I did. I saw Arya come and I was like, I stood up and go, yes. And then he grabbed her and I was like, no. I was like, I was like, I was like, no. I was like are they going to, is he, they going to let her like, I did. I don't want, I would never want Arya to die. She's one of my favorite characters. I thought she was done. This would have made up for all the plot armor comments. If they would have let the Night King snap her neck right there. If they would have let the Night King just break her neck right there, I would have been sad, but I would have made up for all the plot armor. Made up for all the plot armor that it would made up for all the criticism. But there's a moment when you're like, is she going to die? Is she going to get stabbed? She does the move that she used on Brienne. She used it on Brienne when they were sparring, where she drops a knife into her other free hand and sticks him in the fucking chest. Oh. Sticks the Night King in the chest. No, right in the in the same spot. Remember when the Children of the Forest created him? That that right. Episode? That's right. It was almost the same exact spot. That's right. For all we know, it had to be that one spot. We'll, I don't we'll know. never know. We'll never know. We'll right? never know. You know why we'll never know? Because the Night King dies, and she fucking does. And it, he right? shatters it, and she she shatters like ice. There's no like lasting expression of like he starts to crack and then explodes. It just boom shatters. The other general shatters, and then all the fucking dead drop. Meanwhile, before Arya, there's an important I think moment that I thought was really epic. Where before, as the Night King is walking up and he's standing there in front of Bran, there's a moment where Jon Snow says "fuck it" and he gets out from behind the wall and he stares down the dead dragon right face to face like mm-hmm. as close as i am to you he was to that dragon's mm-hmm. mouth and he was ready to say fuck it let's do it let's fucking go man and didn't have to fight him because you know already killed the night king and dragon died but let me ask you this are you satisfied with Arya killing the night king i am 
Are you? I got to be honest. I thought John was going to do it. That's what everybody thought. Especially when he was chasing down the Night King. I thought it was going to be John. Originally, I thought it was going to be Bran. But Bran don't do shit. Yeah. We, so then I thought it was going to be John. It's been confirmed in this episode. He did nothing. So the fact that it was Arya is okay with me. She, it needed to be It needed to be somebody. It needed to be one of the stars. Yes. Here's my thing. I'm not disappointed that Arya did. If that's how the show would have ended, that Arya killed the Night King, I would have been happy. I would have preferred, since, like I said, we've never seen the Night King get physical at this point. We've never seen him fight. I would have preferred some kind of sword fight between him and John. And it end like that. That would have been really cool. But I'm not disappointed in the fact that Arya did it for the most part. I guess I guess they're going to give Arya all the fucking big kills. She killed the Night King. She has to kill Cersei. Green eyes. Green eyes. You can let them shut. She has to kill Cersei. That's been predestined, I suppose, by Melisandre. So I guess they're giving Arya all the fucking important kills. Plus Cersei's on her list. Yes. Yeah, so... You just I, made the list. I, I'm not dissatisfied. I if, if I wrote the show, I would have wrote it that not Arya killed the Night King, that he would have had like a fight with Jon or even somebody else or even or even had a fight with Jorah or somebody. I don't know. Yes. Meanwhile, we, we were concentrating on Arya. As this is happening, Jorah gets stabbed. Jorah's but, been, been getting stabbed. He's yeah. been getting stabbed left and right, taking... Taken knife or sword but he hits is for on his damage. last leg and he is still defending his yeah. queen. Yeah. And Arya kills the Night King. They all crumble. And as he realizes what happened, he falls down dead. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, we've so lost House Mormon is gone. So we've lost Jorah. We've lost Theon. Night King is dead. Here's my, dis- here's my disappointment in the show. The show from the very beginning, from episode one, scene one, has been touting this living versus the dead idea. This living versus the dead plot point. It, it, that's been the entire entire thing. Jon Snow's entire thing in the North has been the entire thing of I, I the living versus the dead. I disagree. That's a big part of it, yes. Jon's been concentrating on that, yes. <laughs> but the name of the show is called game of thrones i understand the main understand idea is who is going to sit on the iron throne so yes the the that plot of the dead is gone but we've still got cersei but here's the my golden problem. company and the lannisters to here's, fight here's my problem though this this is my issue my issue is that yes i understand the show is called game of thrones mm-hmm. i don't care about the game i don't care about really? who sits on the throne I, I do, but it's always it's always for me since since starting this whole show. I've been hearing Ned Star talk that winter's coming. They've been talking about the Night King. They've been talking about the Long Night. They've been talking about it left and right and center. It's been from the beginning of the show. The original series is called Song of Ice and Fire. Like it's not called Game of Thrones from the original. That's only like book one that it is. So my entire it's the who sits on the throne has been important, but it's always been a subplot to The Long Night, the end of the world. Never mind who sits on the throne, it's the end of the world I was concerned about. I was like, we're seeing all the teasing of the the Knights Generals. Then we see the Night King, and then they have that battle at Hardhelm in North of the Wall where they're, John is trying to rescue the Wildlings, and then we see the Night King's viciousness for the first time and all the dead for the first time. And then we've, we've seen all these plot points, and then at the end of the last season, they make this big deal that the Night King has this dragon and they take down the wall and they start marching south. And then the first fucking battle 
that the living have with the dead and the dead lose. It it kind of flies in the face of what they the had other uh, battles with the wildlings really, not, and the not really. I'm talking did. I'm talking about like that wasn't really what about when the brotherhood went up there and fought them and were on that lake. That's not a battle? No, that wasn't a battle. The that fucking was, dragons that was, showed that was up. That was fucking four. That was like six people there just going over there trying to kidnap some people. I'm talking like major battle, like army-sized battle. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking like this. Their, their, their whole plot. The whole plot of the last season was we got to gather as many forces in the north because the army is coming. We need an army to fight them. And the first first major battle that the dead really fight, because Hardhelm wasn't really a battle. It was a slaughter. Like, it was just them, the dead coming, breaking down the wall, and them trying to flee. That's all it was. It wasn't really a battle, for the most part. There was fighting, but that was it. I, I have a problem with, they spent seven seasons getting, you know, with this whole idea of, like, the dead are coming, the long night is coming, winter is coming, and they destroy it within, like, an episode. Like, give us a couple battles. So you're done? You're done watching I'm now? not done watching it. It's yeah. just... I'm excited. I'm excited to see... Now that Daenerys' forces are, let's face it, decimated, how in the world are they going to beat the Lannisters now that they've got the Golden Company and the Iron Fleet with Euron Greyjoy? How are they going to win this battle? Um, It'll be interesting to see how the yeah. writers write them out of that. So, and They still have two dragons. We think we have two. They for sure have one. I don't know. I have a pro- I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I have an issue with a very small issue with Cersei just getting an army of 20,000 now. Now she just has an army. Well, she paid for him. Not yet. She hasn't paid for him yet. They, they're just there. She paid for she's him. With she, she paid for him by convincing the Iron Bank that she'd be better on the throne than Danny. That's how she paid for him. Because Danny's all against slavery and all that other nonsense. That's how basically she paid for him. So now Cersei magically, after Danny and the Dothraki and the dragon decimated part of her army and she was crippled, now she just magically has a brand new army. And I'm like, all right, that's interesting, I guess. It it just fe- it. I'm looking forward to it. There's a few more episodes left. We got another episode coming tomorrow. It just feels like you remember in Lord of the Rings: Return of the King when they have that desperate battle with the orcs at the end, before he's crowned king, Aragorn's crowned king, he brings that ship of the dead. And there's that desperate battle, and then all of a sudden he jumps out with uh, Legolas and Gimli, and they start charging forward, then all of a sudden the orcs are like, oh, look at these fuckers, and then the dead ghosts, the ghosts. just come out, and then they swarm, and they ex mock of the whole fucking battle. Yeah. Like, the battle didn't matter at that point, because the ghosts can't be killed. Yeah. It kind of feels like that, where it's like, well, Cersei's gone through all the struggle. She's lost Jamie because Jamie went north to go fight. She's lost part of her army. You know, it would have been it would have been more interesting if she had lost part of her army and then they lost part of their army and now they got to figure out how to wage war with limited resources. That would have been cool. But now it's like, oh, Cersei lost some forces and then now she just magically has twenty thousand new men. I don't know. It just kind of feels like it kind of feels like plot for plot's sake. I guess. Well, we'll find out soon. We'll enough, find out. We? Yes, we'll find out. I will reserve all judgment for the end. Basically, if Cersei doesn't get her comeuppance at the end, I consider the show a failure, though. I understand I understand that's not the plot of the show. There's a lot of the show where the bad guys win, the bad guys kill a lot of the good guys. But if the show itself ends and Cersei hasn't gotten her comeuppance like a little bit, then the show's been a failure. That's what I'm going to say. I'm calling it now. Nobody kills Cersei. She dies in childbirth. I'm calling it now. That would suck so bad. So many people would be so Dude, that would, that would be that. such a horrible idea. 
It's so bad. I'm calling it now Three-Eyed Raven on the Iron Throne. No, probably not. It's but gotta be Danny. But here's Danny the thing. and John ruling together. Here's the thing. As a married couple. At least if Bran ended up on the Iron Throne, there would be a reason for his existence because he's been plotting this entire time of gaining the throne. I don't think he... Bran, I don't think he wants it. What the fuck does he want? That's my point. Just what does he... What to, does he want? Just to be creepy and look Apparently. at people. Stare at people. He's so good at staring at people. Yeah. He's just in a place stare. I heard... I heard, I don't know how true this is, but I heard there was a story where Bran wears, the actor that plays Bran wears glasses and his eyes are like really b- bad. So I heard to do like those staring off scenes where he just doesn't really stare at anybody, he just stares off in the distance. They make him wear his glasses and then take them off. And then he has to like, while his eyes are focusing, they kind of like record the scenes or something like that. As someone who also wears glasses, I know how true that is. When you take your glasses first off, you're like. Yeah. You're, you yeah. can't focus on anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I heard they do sometimes. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, like I said, one of my... I don't know how you feel about the episode. One of my favorite episodes that I was most disappointed in. So Really? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it I so just, much. I, just, I was not disappointed at all. I just wanted more Night King stuff. The Night King, to me, doesn't matter at this point. It's like, it's like Snoke from The Last Jedi. Snoke doesn't matter anymore because we don't know who he was. We don't really know... We don't really know, like the threat that he could have caused because he got killed night king like you know if you're going to be able to kill him like that like i, I just wanted more i just want more living versus dead stuff before we got to the end that's kind of what i wanted so good show sir long show review show yes it is yes long review show we haven't done one of these in a while, so it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. If you want to get a hold of Four Distraction, you can email us, distraction at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Search for Distraction at Podcast FYD. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search for Distraction. Like us. Comment on us. Share us with your friends. The only way we grow is if you guys help us grow. We're also a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys Podcast. That is our official unofficial hub for the Be Real Network. Uh, you can catch a lot of really uh, good stuff going on there. There's They do uh, Movie Guys. Uh, some of those guys are do like WWE reviews. If you like wrestling, they do obviously all the movie reviews. I just listened to their recent review of Endgame. And it was very interesting take on how they felt about it. So, do they do reviews? That, I mean, they used to do reviews of each episode of Game of Thrones, and you were a guest on theirs a lot. I think. Do they do that anymore? Um, a couple of them, two of them do do it still. Okay. They do like a quick, just like recap episode after, like when the episode is done. They'll wait like a half hour, get to like get together on Skype or whatever hangouts or whatever they use, and then they just kind of do like a quick talk about their first initial thoughts. Okay. So they still do. do Good. I'd, I'd like to watch some of those. Those were yeah. interesting. I used to listen all the time when they did it last season. So I'm glad they're doing it again. Yeah. Um, we also like to thank Beer of the Show, Scott. Beer of the Show. The Natural Light Natter Days Strawberry Lemonade Beer. Okay. Wasn't too bad. Natty Light Natter Days. I like that name. Natter Days. Natter that's, Days. That's a good name. So, Scott, do you think they're going to do prequel series? Do you think they're going to do a... Game of Thrones prequel style. I do. I do. I had heard rumors that HBO was going to do more content that exists in the Game of Thrones universe. Um, maybe new characters, maybe new storylines, either prequels or after the fact. Who knows? Who knows? But they don't want anything to do with George R.R. R. Martin and his books. 
They want the universe he created, and that's about it. So I hope they do. I want more of this. I want more of it. I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's probably my favorite show. It's up there. I mean, we need to redo our favorite TV show episode. We did it a long time ago. Yeah. I think it's changed for me. So, so hey, uh, to the thrones. To the thrones. 